Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley, Editor-in-Chief of Campus Safety. When an emergency happens at a school or college campus, the news media can be a public safety department's best friend or biggest foe. It all depends on how the department and the campus or district as a whole works with them. No one knows that better than J. Paul Vance, who served for 43 years with the Connecticut State Police and was responsible for his department's media relations during the immediate aftermath of the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School mass shooting that resulted in the murders of 20 school children and six adult campus staff members. In this interview, Paul gives us valuable tips on how campus and district public safety departments can effectively work with the news media so that as much information as possible can be released about an an emergency without jeopardizing security or an investigation. You can learn even more about Paul's experience managing the media after Sandy Hook at the summer's campus safety conference uh, taking place both in Bethesda, Maryland, in um, that's in June, Fort Worth, Texas in July, and Los Angeles in August. At Campus Safety Conference East, Texas, and West, Paul's keynote will overview the tragedy, the many issues that arose, and how they were addressed. Paul's presentations will also provide ideas and suggestions that might work in other jurisdictions, campuses, or districts. So to register for the Campus Safety Conferences, visit CampusSafetyConference.com. So now let's hear from Paul on managing the media before, during, and after a crisis. Enjoy the show. Be sure to subscribe to Campus Safety's YouTube channel and like or leave a comment on our videos. Or subscribe to our Campus Safety Voices podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. So, Paul, why is it so important for campuses and districts to have good media management strategies for emergencies? Well, it's important to know uh, the situation or the incident or what's happening or what's going on. And as much information as a communicator, a media relations person can give to their audience is, is what's important. And by that, I mean, sometimes there's incidents that occur where you can't give out all the information for security reasons or safety reasons. And, and you have to be careful also that if there is a case where someone's going to be arrested or there's going to be uh, the criminal justice system activated, that you don't tarnish or taint that. So it's a, it, those, those factors are, are important for a communicator. But I think the most important part of it is to let people on campuses or institutions Know that they're safe. Know that the thing is under control. Know that uh, it's been terminated or stopped or, or the individual's in custody or it was a false alarm. Those are all important things that you listen to, you, you think about, because you should always, as a communicator, put yourself in the receiver's seat, in their shoes. What do they want to know? They want to know what's going on. And you've got to provide that information to them. And the second thing that's important is it's got to be done in a timely manner. It can't be done eight hours later. It can't, it's got to be done in a reasonable amount of time, right, to make them know as quickly as possible the answers to their questions. Well, and, and you brought up a good point about the whole, okay, your campuses and, and school districts, but also the community surrounding the districts, right? Absolutely. And, and, and really... It, it determined, it's determined by the magnitude of the situation, the seriousness of the situation, and who it might affect. Um, and, and, and by that, I mean, it, it might affect if it's a, a on-campus or institution uh, incident, 
It might affect relatives. It might affect other people that are related to people in that community or in that, that situation. And you certainly don't want to alarm people, but you want to make them aware that the situation's over, there's been an arrest made, or it was a false alarm. So what are the three biggest mistakes a school district or college campus can make in their attempts to manage the media during a crisis? And why are these such significant mistakes? Well, I think it's important that, that uh, an institution has to be able to work with the media. And they have to, in order to do that, they have to understand the media, understand what their jobs are, whether it's the print media, the electronic media, and, and even social media in this day and age. And, and that's, that just doesn't happen. That's something that one has to work at. And way when I took over as a media commander or public information commander, uh, one of the first things I did uh, was to get all the media together in one room, all of them, print media from all over the state of Connecticut, all the electronic media, radio, TV, all of them, even the Associated Press, brought them all into a room, told them who we are, where we are, how you can get to us. Um, the, the training that I had, which, which was extremely beneficial, uh, I had training in, in media relations in, in Florida for a week. And it was then when, when we started a dialogue, in other words, we laid the groundwork. Uh, I, we put together in my office a list of every single entity and then we were still using fax machines more so than even email, which is going back a little bit. But it, it was important that we were able to understand each other because I, want, I would ask them, what can we do to be better for you, to help you do your job? And they, in turn, would turn it around and say, you know what, Lieutenant, what can we do? What can we do to make your job easier? That's super important. That's building the relationship. And, and I think... I, I think we don't do enough of that. And, and when I teach media relations courses, I tell the fire service, when you get a new fire truck, invite all your media outlets in. Let them, let them see what you're doing. Let, you know, build that relationship, but you're killing two birds with one stone. Let the people that you serve know that you got this new piece of apparatus, that you're trained in it, that you're ready to help, uh, you're ready to protect. And, and, and that's that's the way I think that all institutions need, it's, it's a little bit of work, but once you lay that foundation, you, you've, you've made a huge difference, a huge difference in getting your message out. They would call me every single day. When I say they, all the, all the television stations every day. Yeah. They want to know if anything happened overnight, but they want to know what's new. You know, do you have a canine training class graduating? Do you have uh, something special happening in your agency. Um, you know, when's your next trooper graduating class? And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But that's the relationship because you're helping the media do their job. And it's a two-way street. So what are, you, are the most important practices schools and colleges must adopt in their emergency crisis communication strategies? And, and you touched on a really good one just now, but what, what are some other strategies that you think uh, campuses and and districts need to adopt? Well, I think one of the most difficult ones, and this is just my belief as far as media relations are concerned, is that you have to have a plan of action. You have to have a plan in place for, I call it, when the bell hits, uh, you know, when something happens, there has to be a go-to person. 
And it's not always the superintendent of schools, the president of the university. Uh, it's not always the principal. Matter of fact, when it's a criminal incident, it shouldn't be any of those people. It should be, when it's a law enforcement situation, it should be a member of the law enforcement community that manages the distribution of information. Now, sometimes you'll see the police chief on board, sometimes the sheriff, the fire chief, you know, depending on, on the type of incident. Uh, we never did that. And we never did that because quite simply uh, stated, uh, I remember at Sandy Hook, uh, it, was, it was necessary to make sure that everyone understood that we don't want to have incorrect information going out, that we want accurate information going out. And it's a criminal investigation. So you had to say to the superintendent, superintendent, please do not address the media, principal or, or, or well, not, but and other leaders, if you will, in the community, please, fire service, uh, EMS service, so on and so forth. And, and you have to plan for that. That has to be a plan that you almost take the book off the shelf and say, okay, this is, this happened. Here's our plan of action. Here's what we do. And certainly the person that speaks to the media or presents information to the media has to extract information from all the above that I named. Um, and, and, and certainly uh, you have to make sure that you're not tainting anything that you're not putting on information you shouldn't put out. Uh, but, they know that you're coming there and you're going to be the person that's going to present that information. So the plan of action has to be prepped, planned, and even practiced. Paul, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me.